everybody listening and welcome to another episode of the girls plus club potty with your host rosie breen and some very exciting guests today we have drum roll (laughs) (laughs) she just pointed to me i was like panic what is my name shit i realize i feel like i put everyone on the spot i make them really awkward i'm like and we have exciting guests and today we have and then I just leave it silent, <laughs> let, you, let you fill in the space. But we have the amazing Image and Ivy, howdy, who howdy. I found on Instagram you not very long me. ago, like only a few months ago as well, I think. Not a couple months ago. Went down a rabbit hole, didn't you? Oh my God. <laughs> the best rabbit hole of singing and dancing and absolute chaos. Mm. And I love it so, so, so much. Um, and as well as Image and Ivy, we are also joined by Molly. Hello. <laughs> so, Hello. Molly, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So, I'm Molly. Slater Davison. Um, I founded These Girls Run, which is an all-girl running and wellness club. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a big runner. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's me. That's you. <laughs> and how about you, Imogen? I am a plus-size model and content creator. And yeah, I grew up in a friendly nudist household, so I come from like a very body activism background. I've seen the pictures, um, actually. Yeah. I have seen the family photos yeah. of your sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all love to be nerdy. Um, <laughs> I love but it. yeah, body activism mm. is quite ingrained in me and something I speak about mm. um, very vocally. Do you know what? This is amazing. And I'm really excited to talk to you today because coming from an Indian household with an Irish father, um, there was no shame on it but it was not actively talked about mm. and so neutral yeah mm. and so to just hear things about your upbringing and from that perspective versus my perspective and what about you molly what was your situation growing up um my i wasn't really into exercise when i was younger oh, so that surprises me. even though like i love running now i yeah. set up like a community of runners um i didn't i wasn't like into running or netball or like any of those classic activities so um, yeah, like I think I just had a love for exercise probably when I turned 16. Yeah. Um, at the same time as like puberty and <laughs> lots of other issues, which I'm sure we'll talk oh, about. Oh, yes. We'll um, good yeah, ones. like didn't didn't get involved in exercise when I was younger. So I think that's why I love love it now, like yeah. the, the power of it. What about um, like your upbringing with your parents? Were they mm. just very encouraging of like freeing the nip or like your body? <laughs> Not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Um, what was it like? I don't think it was something that was really spoken about to be mm. honest with you probably the other end of the spectrum not in terms of like it was never a bad thing yeah. um don't get me wrong like you know we'd we would be nude like when we were little in the bath and all that kind of stuff but I'd say it was pretty pretty generic yeah upbringing like a stereotypical yeah. yeah stereotypical wasn't really spoken about but it also it wasn't it wasn't a negative thing yeah. or a positive thing yeah, yeah I hear you I hear you I definitely grew up with a few too many people and you know what I have family members that listen to the podcast so I can't (laughs) I can't I don't want to give it away but a few too many people of an older generation who would turn around and be like you're getting podgy Mm. you're getting chubby you need to lose that Mm. or um not even put it on me some other people who would actively attempt to lose weight themselves mm. but it was a very like normalized thing at the dinner mm. table yeah they were having phobia. yeah and if they're having a slice of cake it was always very like just a very small one just a very small oh, one yeah, just yeah. very small and there was like three or four of them that would say mm. that every single time every single birthday yeah. and that's not like a negative thing you know that they're making the decisions for themselves for mm. their own health or whatever but at the same time i was like 
absorbing that no, as a child it's, and it's, it was making me think that if i ate that i was like it was bad yeah no it is projection so it yeah. is, yeah. is, uh, is you gotta stop that like cultural generational yeah you know um mm. connotations to, oh my god to yeah. What fat mm. is. yeah yeah exactly so, yeah it might be not harmful if they're saying it to themselves but if you are at a ripe age that you are absorbing yeah. like oh my god yeah. 13 14 15 respect to, to your you know the oh yeah no sake. Like that. Like, <laughs> to be fair they wouldn't have known any better they grew yeah. up in such a toxic cultural mm. setting of the fat was could be the worst thing in the world yeah, yeah. So, like, don't yeah. blame them when i you know meet boomers and you know stuff like that and even like millennials, like fair enough. We've all been in this. Even yeah, Gen yeah. Z, like, we've all been in yeah. this. Yeah, like, we. I think us three machine. women have really mm. been involved in the shift yeah, more than definitely. anything. Do you guys remember? Um, oh my god, I don't know if anybody remembers this. And maybe this was just significant for me. But there was a right shift in our household almost o- overnight when I was growing up in my teens, where Mum was suddenly conscious about what's in our yeah. food, what are we eating, mm. and our portion control, like overnight and it was a total like media influence Mm. decision that my mum made and I remember you know suddenly we're watching tv programs about oh my god the shit that used to be out oh there yeah. horrendous yeah that, right? we used to watch that as a family on an evening like mm. the biggest like loser why was that TV? entertaining on yeah, tv like that's crazy when you really think about it that's so fucked yeah. up yeah so yeah. fucked yeah. so fucked <laughs> but i just remember the shift and mm. suddenly mum was just like no that's got preservatives in it that's yeah. got artificial flavors mm. like my mum's not an almond mum like she yeah. is yeah. you know what i mean she's not an <laughs> almond mum but she became very like conscious mm. of what we were eating i think more from a maternal perspective of what yeah. am I putting in my kids? Yeah. But there was a real shift of we now need to mm, look at what we quite eat. Woke. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and whilst I actually still ha- probably like ob- I absorbed that at the time, but I probably still carry a lot of that um, influence with me mm. because I'm now very conscious, but more so because of my gut health. Which yeah. a lot. I yeah, talk about this too. a lot. My gut health is fucking mm-hmm. awful. I hear you. It's getting better. <laughs> I can't lie. I'm having a decaf instead of a coffee. Like makes a difference. So I'm, I'm getting. I'm get, It's getting a lot better. But um, because of that, I'm now like conscious about what is in food. I can't have mm. artificial sweeteners. I can't have artificial flavors. It's not because yeah. I don't want to or because yeah. I think I'm going to gain weight. It's generally because it will knock me out of sleep. Like yeah. it's the weirdest thing. It will mm. knock me out of sleep. I can't have gluten. It makes mm. me feel so sick and I get so bloated. But yeah. like a, you know when you get a painful bloat? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh so it's, it's clearly not good for my body. Mm. And I'm like thinking back to the time when my mom had this shift overnight and now suddenly I'm making that shift overnight. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I don't have kids that are witnessing yeah, this yeah. right now, you yeah. know? Mm. I know someone who's been in and out of Slimming World for a very long time of their life, like pretty much since they were in their 20s. Can you explain to me what Slimming World is? I've just not... Really? Yeah, well, well is it you're... I don't know, maybe. Honestly, you're blessed that you don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I don't. Um, it must be British or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. It was like British culture in yeah. the late noughties. I bet you have right. an equivalent yeah. in Australia. Yeah. I bet you have an equivalent. Jenny Craig. Or something, maybe. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the shit. Diet plan, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, yeah it? so it's basically a program. I couldn't give you the ins and outs because I try to like shut that out as much as I can. But <laughs> She's it's getting triggered. Basically, <laughs> a little bit. So it's basically a program where you sign up and you can like pay like five pounds to go to these weekly check-ins and in a room, a community hall, mm. like imagine a town hall in front of like 30 or 40 other women who are attending for the same reason. You stand on some scales, this you weigh yeah. yourself and then you go and sit down and they either praise you because you've lost weight from last time you checked mm. in like the week before surely not or they yeah, tell no. you you need to do a better job for next week yeah 
do you know how ridiculous this is? There's also the Slimming World diet where you have sins. Mm. Do you know how fucked up it yeah. is to call a group of food or even different foods sins? How many times have I been on TikTok and called this a cult? How many times? So fucking many does times. Does it still exist? Yes, yeah, it I does. Think, yeah. It's going down. Like mm. the subscriptions are going down, 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 down. But I think that's because... So you don't pay for a trainer. You don't pay for a gym. You get paid to be shamed. And then you, it's like yeah. a religious... I've you sinned. pay to be yeah. shamed. You, I'm going to pay yeah. you a fiver so yeah. you can tell me, oh my God, that's awful. You've gained two pounds yeah. in last week. They in don't front even, of everyone In front of everyone. Well. And yeah. they give people like gold stars of the week mm. if they've done really well. Do you, let me just let me just tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, I just oh want to quickly say, I don't think we have the equivalent of this. <laughs> I'm bloody glad. Yeah. But um, let me just tell you what some of these sinned foods are, okay? I might cry. Okay, unlimited, unlimited pasta. That's absolutely fine. Have as much pasta. Don't weigh it. Just have as much as you want because that's like a golden food. Like you can eat as much mm. as... So free food. I think I think potatoes for one it. as well. Potatoes, potatoes and baked beans. Yeah. Sure. Baked beans as well. Do you know how much <laughs> salt is in baked beans? Yeah. Like can we just focus on portion control yeah. and also eating what the fuck you want yeah, and yeah. not not oh anyways so yeah. actual certain foods are bad certain foods yeah, do you yeah. know what is a sin a chocolate bar like a snickers is like 13 sins and mm. your daily max is 15 sins so if you have a snickers bar you're not allowed <laughs> Sorry, anything I else that's not free I food can't. this is so weird <laughs> I'm even when you're explaining it i'm like this is it's like a black fucked. mirror yeah. I, haven't even, I haven't even gone into the best part guys who knows about the banana if you have a banana and you just eat a banana, peel your banana and eat it, free food, perfect. You might think, okay, that makes sense. It's fruit, like it's healthy, la, 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 la. it's got great nutrients. However, you open that banana, you peel it, you put it on a plate and you mash it with a fork, sins, 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 Why? sins. I, okay. Yeah. Are you all good? But <laughs> like, sorry, that's what why we're is, here today. What? I know, I know. Sorry, I'm just quite rattled by Honestly, that. I've this never, I've never done slimming very well odd content. ever. But I know but a you're, lot of people that are yeah. hooked and they can't I'm let go. I'm to Google this. No, yeah. be careful, be careful. But it's yeah, yeah, just it's another sad. example of like a yo-yo diet that's mm. totally normalised, like Weight yeah, Watchers, exactly. the one-to-one diet, like these things. Yeah. Which my opinion of Slimming World has always been very, very, very clear. And as a businesswoman, let me explain it down. Let me break it down for the listeners okay slimming world is a business at the end of the day they don't want you to succeed because how do businesses mm. grow how do they perform better through word of mouth through recommendation but also through loyal customers yeah. so they want you to get to a place where you can feel good about yourself you've lost x amount of weight you thank slimming world mm. for helping you do it you followed their diet very restrictive very very restrictive one of the most restrictive diets you can follow and then you turn around after you know, taking the Slimming World hat off for a couple of weeks, you've gone on holiday or maybe mm. you've had enough or whatever, suddenly you gain all that weight back. Stereotypically, most people gain more mm. because their relationship with food is so fucked that there's this constant guilt. It yeah. actually increases the percentage of women who have binge eating disorders post Slimming World than they did before, before they started. And the reason that this happens is because they know you have thanked them because they have lost, you've lost the mm. weight. Mm. You've done really well. This is all what I'm hearing is mm. the mental manipulation. It's you get shamed, yeah. you get celebrated, and then so you go right back. You go yeah. right back. That you've is key. Yeah. Nothing. You've right. learned nothing about food. You've learned Yikes. nothing about the new macronutritional mm. information you've learned nothing about yourself yeah all you do is just listen 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 follow this incredibly restrictive diet and then you turn around you put on the weight and then you go straight mm. back it is that loyal customer yeah. it's a fucking business model and it's fucking disgusting i don't even know how it's legal and do you know what's mm. even worse what I'm do you know how what's even worse so everybody know what the nhs is the and free it, healthcare system yeah, yeah, yeah. in england promotes slimming world 
as a solution to obesity. I didn't that. That's so and yeah. the one-to-one diet, which I is we can swear on this based- podcast. Oh yeah, it's yeah. I didn't even Honestly, realize that it is awful. Jesus. I could. I'm getting riled up here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm, well. I'm triggered from my childhood. I'm just thinking about my visa. Like, should I bounce? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Run. Yeah, Honestly, um, so. That Slimming World, and that, in a nutshell, is what women who join Slimming World go through. Mm. And it's, to no surprise, at the end of it, they have this horrendous feeling of guilt, this feeling that they've really let themselves down, they've really let themselves go. I say Mm. these with bunny ears, because just because you've gained weight doesn't mean you've let yourself go, for starters. We'll unpack the rest of that later. But... I know, so I've got these people in my life that have been in and out of Slimming World their whole lives. Their relationship with food, now they're grown-ass fucking women with children. Mm. Their relationship with food is diabolical. Yeah. It makes me so sad to mm. see and breaks my heart to witness in the kitchen table right in front of mm. me. And then on the other side, I've got these other people in my life who are very small piece of cake, please. Very, very small mm. piece of cake. They're the almond mummies. Yeah. They are. They are the almond mummies that will have a walnut. They'll do their shit and they're having. They're getting the good fats in through the, mm. through the nuts, but they'll only have dark chocolate. They, they won't ever dare treat themselves yeah. to milk chocolate because that's the decisions that they think mm. are healthy for them. Yeah. Where Where is the balance between all of you, please. Mm. It's right in the middle and it's right on this table today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You flipped that right around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just one quickie question. Is Slimming World just for female identifying? Is it just for women? I believe I, it's female, female identifying. Really I think it's for it? everybody, but I was going to make this Ooh. say the same thing because like Almond Mum and Slimming World is all focused on women. Like you don't hear about Almond Dads. Yeah, or, you like, don't. Or you don't hear about Dads going to Slimming World. You hear about Airport Dads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Airport Dads. That's hilarious. Well, they just men are praised to put on weight and put on Yeah, muscle. like, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad bod. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely different. Dad, dad bod sexy. Well, yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, so yeah, that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so crazy. true. It's so targeted at women. Yeah. And I think it's because as a society for the last however many hundreds and hundreds of years, mm. it's all always been about what we can do to alter ourselves, to adjust mm. ourselves for the male gaze, yeah. right? How can we look better mm. and make ourselves more attractive? Because yeah. if you're more attractive, you're, you're going to be more successful. Yeah. You have more potential. Yeah. There's more you can do in the world. Mm. People will be nicer to you. Like pretty privilege is such a fucking yeah. thing. Also, but if you're less confident, so if you do have that shame or that like mm. not a great relationship with yourself, men can't control you. Men yeah. can't dictate you. Oh, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But win. also don't have too much confidence because then you're arrogant. Yeah. Like, you're hello? Mm. What? <laughs> have all the confidence in the world, please. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just the Barbie movie all over again. Oh, like, oh my God. The Barbie movie. Is. Oh, my God. I was it in the is. cinema, like, crying. Stop. Did you see the so Barbie good. movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. So please tell me you wore this dress. Oh, especially. <laughs> I wore a whole... Babe, half my wardrobe's pink. Yes, I, I love this. Too hard. To be fair, I've been going to... Have you been to, like, a few Barbie events recently? Obviously, mm. all the yeah. time. And I go to these events and like everyone's wearing pink. Like, oh, I had to buy this for the for the. What do you mean? I had so much pink. I had a selection of eight outfits. Yeah. Like, uh, you With accessories. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, like, pink is half my wardrobe. I've got big yeah. regrets today, guys, because I have pink cargos, and oh, they're so comfortable, yeah. and I don't know why I didn't wear those today. And I was looking at them in the wardrobe this morning, like, shall I wear them? And I just thought, no, I'll just put my jeans on. How, why did I make that decision? I'm so mad at myself now. I should have put my pink trousers on. You look on. fabulous. That's Thanks. what matters. <laughs> we all do. Um, but right, okay, so, for today's self-love segment, we are going to be talking about how to to learn to love yourself. It's all very well and good turning around and screaming and shouting like, I love myself, I'm gonna love myself, I'm mm. gonna focus on loving myself. But actually what steps can you take 
to learn how to do that, to learn how to prioritize yourself, to mm. learn how to put yourself first, to learn how to set boundaries, to learn how to, you know, stop self-sabotaging and to learn how to speak to yourself properly. I like to say you should always speak to yourself the way you'd speak to your best friend, mm. right? Yeah. You know, if your best friend is feeling some type of way, let's say, oh, she, let's say she's like, oh my God, I feel so ugly in this outfit. I don't want to go out tonight. First off, ugly is not feeling. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> you absolutely do not look ugly. You look absolutely fantastic. You look so fucking beautiful like you're gonna have the best night of your life blah, blah, blah. why can't why do we find it so hard to give ourselves these pep mm. talks why does that feel so unnatural to us yeah. to turn around and look in the mirror or just to say to ourselves you look fucking fantastic go out there and have a great fucking time why is that so hard to say to ourselves you have to build a relationship with yourself yeah and we're not taught that no. at school we're, we're not, not encouraged to do that absolutely yeah, yeah. and i yeah. think the way things are designed in a society mm. we're almost we're almost taught more to develop a relationship with others before yeah. we are with ourselves. Yeah. You yeah. know, with the boy next door mm. or with uh, people at school that you want to have have friendships with or build colleagues. a relationship yeah. with your colleagues and your bosses. Like, no, no. To talk, what about the relationship that you mm. have with yourself? Because that actually impacts every other relationship yeah. you yeah. have in the world. Exactly. And does absolute fucking wonders, mm. let me just say. <laughs> to, put it, to put it plain and simply, cha will change your life. Yeah. If you have a good relationship with yourself, your life just, it's almost like you're looking through it with rose-tinted go goggles. Mm. Like you're, and that becomes your reality. Mm. That's mm. no longer a facade. That is mm. your reality. Yeah. Everything's rosy. <laughs> 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 um, so although today we're going to be discussing physical um, relationships with bodies, I think it's really important to highlight the fact that your physical relationship bod with your body, and if you want it to be a good one, really stems from your mental relationship mm. oh, with yourself. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. No amount of self-improvement can make up for any amount of self-acceptance so you can mm. constantly go out there try to do this to yourself try to change that about yourself mm. but until you get to that point in your life where you feel like you can accept yourself yeah. for your goods and your bads yeah. you will never feel fulfilled with all these self-improvements mm. you've made yeah. you know i think self-improvement is more of a comparison to other people as well because if you're thinking about what what do you want to improve on mm. if i think about that it's always versus what someone else is doing or what really? they look like whereas self-acceptance is more like what do I want to accept about myself yeah so yeah I can that's funny agree. very like externalized for yeah you. I think a lot of mine's externalized 100% like comparison is like is it a physical comparison or is it like let's say career-wise comparison um, a bit of both probably <laughs> <laughs> um I think a lot of my issues come from physical comparison like when I was younger and like kind of what you were saying, we don't learn about it in school. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you don't grow up, you don't grow up like loving yourself. You don't grow up exercising in PE to like improve your heart rate or like your, your physical being. You exercise in PE to like improve what you look like. You yeah. Wrong narrative. 100%. So 100%. yeah, it's definitely started off as physical. Did you guys at school, you've just taken me right back to this memory. <laughs> um, kind of what we're talking about with Slimming World. Did you guys ever have to stand on scales in the PE hall in the corner? No, no. Thank Lord, I did not. No, I went to. I started secondary school in Ireland before I moved back mm. to the UK, and I fucking remember that day so well. And 
I have, all your classmates have to stand on scales. Yeah, one by one. Oh. We take our turn. They're sitting on the, you know, Ugh. those long wooden benches. They're sitting on yeah. the benches on one side of the room and you're walking over. Like the walk of fucking shame yeah. at the age of like 15, oh walking from one side of the room to the other. And like there were some people that walked over. Like I, a lot of the boys didn't give a fuck. Like they just went over, took their yeah. way and then they carried on. They're probably used to it from yeah, yeah. academics, at the, uh, from the sports at the school. Yeah. I went to a sport a sporting school. And they're probably taught that if they weigh more, it's a better thing for like rugby or yeah football or, Wait, you know, so, so does everyone see how much you weigh no they didn't see it the woman but mm. she wrote it down on a piece of paper and I, all i had to do is look over her shoulder and i could see everybody's yeah. everybody's Crazy. and i just where i have had this real journey with my own like body confidence mm. and learning to love and accept and actually now really feel empowered in the body that i have i've gone through these awful awful phases and gone to these dark places of you know at the age of 14 15 I remember sitting in <laughs> I've talked about this on season one actually I remember sitting in a chair in my mum's car and putting my hands down like almost like a square shape in mm. front of me and being like I just want to get rid of this bit I just mm. want to be straight down yeah. I, I hate I've always carried so much weight in my thighs mm -hmm. and I used to hate it so so much mm. and I thought that's that I thought obviously I thought being fat was a really bad thing yeah, growing up exactly and I thought fucking hell I need to get rid of this I look mm. so fat and I look back on that Rosie now and I'm so fucking sad for her that yeah. she went through it but it's honestly been such a fucking game changer because now I look at my thighs and I'm like they're so fucking juicy I'm yeah. so yeah. fucking hot like I love my thighs I love my bum I love my legs and I would I would do not I, I would not want any other body but the body mm. that I have yeah. and I love my body so fucking much but I think it does take sometimes going mm. to that really dark place yeah. of, I remember reading in a magazine once god this was awful I was even exposed to this like similar age again I was still living in Ireland where my old childminder had left like a kind of the equivalent of like OK or Hello magazine mm -hmm. out on the side. And you know, you have like the big, like you have a celebrity on the front and then mm. you have all the little stories yeah. all around it. I remember one of the little stories, I saw the blurb and I decided to go read it. And it was about a woman who was overweight and hated that she was um, as large as she was. And Let's she decided- Overweight like that. <laughs> yeah. Overweight. Yeah. She decided to get, so trigger warning, cause this involves self-harm. Is, are you guys okay? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. She got some scissors and she started cutting her body. Oh off. my god! And she was rushed to A and E, and she, you know she oh went to hospital. God. She had to go undergo some serious surgery. Yeah. Like she was in critical condition, and it oh, bless honestly makes me so emotional. That, in a oh, gossip a magazine, cover. that's crazy. Yeah, and it was just in the corner. It's fucking glamorized. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. And. To see that and then to sit in that car and know that's how I felt. I wish I could yeah. just chop this off. Mm. It's fucking horrible. Mm. I can't remember why I went down this. Oh yeah. So now <laughs> now I've gone come like gotten to that place from that's how I felt growing up mm. and that's how I felt at school. And I was so fucking internally fat phobic and I was so fucking insecure about my body, about my weight, about everything. To walk across that hall, to mm. stand on mm. those scales, like no one knew what was rushing through my mind while that was happening. Mm. But every single step I, st step I took towards those scales was like scarier and more daunting. Mm. I didn't yeah. want to stand there and I do it and then I go sit down and I just kind of sit there with that number. Yeah. And I'm and that's all you 15. Are then. Yeah, yeah. I'm 15. I'm not even fully grown. Like yeah. I didn't. I don't even think I had boobs. You know? <laughs> like I was still. You know, it's yeah. just. It's just horrible. And the fact mm. that that happens to so many young women and mm. men and other like everybody that happens 
for such a long fucking time yeah. all through growing up and then suddenly you get older and you're like well we're really fucking lucky that we're now in a time yeah. where people are talking about the this narrative is yeah. Yeah. so much fucking more than they mm. used to but that that body acceptance was mm. never there before but yeah. that's what i think is so important about body acceptance one is knowing is one you only get acceptance if you do forgiveness yeah right you can't be accepting of your body unless you're constantly forgiving your past who you are day to day like you can't be body positive or practicing self-love if you forgiveness is half of it for mm. me oh my gosh More i've never thought about many, that and, and then reflection so you yeah. if you hadn't reflected on these harmful yeah. you know terrible days how would you have known to grow how yeah. would you have known mm. to see the growth or even congratulate yourself on that growth mm. you know what i mean yeah so forgiveness reflection is a part of acceptance so majorly for, yeah 100 percent. i kind of would describe body acceptance as a skill set something yeah. that you mm-hmm. develop yeah. and is constantly changing 100%. like you almost have for me i i don't know if just the way my brain works but i almost like I've written down self-acceptance in a bold black pen and under it in my biro on my pencil, I'm writing all these little points about it underneath. Um, There are things that I need to get to that place of body acceptance. Mm -hmm. Exactly what you're talking about is that forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's forgiveness to have bad days. Yes. Like to to be body body positive doesn't mean you always love your body. Yeah. That's not what it is. You you have days that you don't feel good and Mm. and that is okay. But it's knowing to know that it's okay to be okay like like that. It's okay yeah. to have those bad yeah. days. And I think that is very different to just like, I have to love myself and then yeah. feel shame 100%. about it. Because that is not it. It's not reality yeah. as well. No. Like no. if you picture the most beautiful woman in the world, I know we're all thinking about ourselves right now. <laughs> you picture the most beautiful woman in the world, whoever that may be for you, 110% she has days or moments yeah. where she feels exactly how you have felt. Yeah. She feels like, you know, I don't like myself today. I don't mm. like how I look. I don't like what's going on. Yeah. La, 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 la. Whether that's mental or physical, but she'll have those days and then, you know, she'll still show up and yeah. tomorrow she'll show up again and she shakes it off. And that's exactly what I really want to encourage you girls to do is to learn how to accept the fact that the, some days are going to be bad. Mm. Some moments are going to yeah. be bad. Your feelings, Weeks, years, months. exactly. Your feelings are fucking valid and how mm. you feel just because it's not a good feeling doesn't mean that it needs to be scary doesn't mean that you need to avoid having that feeling experiencing that Mm. feeling embodying that feeling cry be sad you know express how you feel in that moment but recognize that that is a part of your acceptance yeah because if it is just positives it's not body acceptance it's not if you're just hit a walk yeah every time 100 you burn out from trying (laughs) i think that's why what you're saying about reflection is so important because if i wake up and i don't feel great like later on in the day i'll try and think like what happened or what was i focusing on or like Mm. what triggered it and i think over the last probably like 12 years i've learned to reflect on it and actually think about it rather than just kind of let it be all consuming yeah so I spend how so are you gonna learn reflecting. if you're not yeah. reflecting or exactly. you know what i mean how yeah. can you even see if there's reflection is just so underrated yeah oh 100 yeah. i'm such a reflective person <laughs> yeah i went through this stage um <laughs> so silly to talk about i went through this stage a couple years ago um i had gone through therapy for like the biggest fucking life-changing moment that i've ever had and 
uh, 10 years later, I've sought therapy for it. Mm. And I'm speaking to good old Julie. Love her. Love you, Julie. <laughs> I'm speaking to Julie every single fucking week, going not round in circles, but kind of just like talking things through, figuring things out. And I'm so stuck on making sure that I have a therapist that I can talk to every single week. And then by the end of it, it was almost like a sudden ending. Like, okay, Julie, I'm going to stop seeing you now. Like, I'm going to cancel my next session and like I'll book in another time in the future I suddenly felt like I almost had hit a wall with my internal progression Mm. on how I was gonna overcome my demons during that period and suddenly without realizing for the next year after that so this was all last year I was in this constant state of reflection Mm -hmm. like little things would happen Mm. and all I could do afterwards was think and talk about what has just happened very very unable to like live in the moment because Mm. I was constantly reflecting Mm. about things and every single night I fucking talk about Henry so much (laughs) on this podcast and I love him so fucking much because he I'm a fucking chatterbox but he is the world's best listener I'm not Mm. joking we would be yeah. exactly we would fucking be falling asleep right i'm not joking i would sit up in the seat and I'd sit, <laughs> sit up in my bed and be like cross my arms be like right so i just thought and i would <laughs> go 45 minutes straight ramble without without stopping without yeah. breathing just go 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 mm-hmm. and i was in constant state of reflection and i look back to that time now that started to dwindle out a little bit doesn't yeah. really happen as much anymore yeah. i am in such fucking peace with what, yeah. what i've experienced what i've gone yeah. through mm-hmm. and i honestly have to take my hats off to reflecting because it yeah. is was the reflection the that got me there yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's the real you can talk about how you feel you can talk about what you've been through mm. but you almost need to take a step out of you also it. have to make a choice to move on yeah i think yeah. is yeah, yeah. A, a very important part that's yeah. not also very talked about no you know you do the work you figure out how you got there how you felt it you live through it mm. yeah then you reflect but then you go I have a choice here. I'll let this live in me, you know, whatever it is, trauma, demons, you know, whatever you're going through, or I have a choice to make my life better and have a choice to move on and not let whatever's happened to me drag me down. So we're talking a lot about self-love, self-reflection, just getting to that place of self-acceptance. And I just wanted to know if you guys have any advice for everybody because I think it's really easy for us to talk about it, almost talk at people Mm -hmm. about it, about as passionate as we all are about it. But at the end of the day, like, people need to know what steps they can take to actually like apply this to their mm. life and make take action you know yeah. wake up tomorrow morning and i'm doing this and that works towards my goal of mm. self acceptance i've got i've got plenty <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <the fullest. laughs> been through it all straight i think you know for me I'll, i can even speak about my journey if that's please do yeah more palatable um being alone i think you, you mm. aren't going to get anywhere with yourself unless yeah. you spend time alone you've got to drown out the noises you've got to drown out influences family yeah culture society everything and really be alone even um, your partner like everything sometimes yeah. especially your partner yeah. just having moments of that definitely so i started like really trying to spend a lot of time alone when i was like 15 16 i actually oh, wow. ran away when I was 16, I went oh backpacking around the UK and made a Stop documentary. Wow. Yeah. Made a documentary? Yeah, what do you mean? Documentary maker. Oh yeah, my that's gosh. my background. Oh, oh okay. my gosh. Yeah, right. a filmmaker. Look at oh, you. I want to watch this. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, I was called North. Um, and basically, I was not. I was in a bit of a rut. And anyway, I went to like, you know, I'm f- what? I think I was 15, 16 at the time. Mm. 
I was like, oh, if I run away and, you know, go, go traveling around, you know, from Australia, it's quite far. Yeah. Um, and I'll go find myself and stuff like that. And really the, the documentary basically is about that. Like, you actually have to like sit with yourself mm. and like learn to yourself. And I had to do that. Running away was not going to help me there. And so, yeah, for being alone and I really absolutely adored it. Mm. And, you know, that's something I see now in my current life being, you know, 25 now, 10 years, well, a decade <laughs> um, is making time to be alone. Mm. I live with my partner. Um, I'm very social bunny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shock. Um, but yeah, prioritizing me time, alone time, mm. taking myself out on dates. Yes. Yeah. Doing oh, nice, my God. Um, yeah. Going yeah. for walks, talking to myself. I mm. find it's something that... I don't think people do enough. One, no. just talking to yourself. I talk to myself in the mirror, which isn't vain at all. It's just like checking in with yourself. Yeah. Mm. I went through um, a bit of a, a horrific medical experience about four or five years ago. Mm. And nurses constantly check on you, right? Yeah. When, you're, when you're in that, you know, in a situation like that. And it made me think then, I was like, they're checking what I need constantly. Why aren't I doing yeah. that? You know, when I obviously healed point. and recovered that. Yeah. So I do this thing on, on my Instagram called Check In Tuesday and yes. asking yourself these basic questions. Yeah that are actually quite life-changing. Do I need water? Am I overstimulated? Uh, am I overthinking? Am I being a bitch to myself? Asking mm. myself these questions. How else are you going to get to know yourself unless you ask yourself these questions? That's why I promote dating yourself. Yes. Taking yourself yeah. out. I literally go on dates by myself, either bring a journal or I'll just talk to myself. You know, <laughs> I have no shame in a restaurant talking to myself. Uh, you know, if you are nervous, you can, you know, go on a walk and put in headphones. It's like you're yeah. on a phone call if you're starting out doing it actually getting to know what do I want yeah what do you like your job you know asking basically what you would ask someone on a first date yeah much. you're right or if you're nursing a child or something like yeah. that you know asking yourself these questions mm. because how are you meant to build a relationship with yourself unless you talk to know yourself yeah you know yeah. you know the person yeah kind of thing. so that's really important being mm. alone I would definitely say also in terms of like when you um from a mental health perspective when you get rumination or um so rumination is like when you have multiple thoughts running in your mm -hmm, head and mm -hmm, yeah. you know anxiety exacerbates, exacerbates. Yeah. talking to yourself is actually a very powerful technique to slow down that so when you when you it's busy in your head and you speak it out loud automatically you're slowing down these thoughts mm. um and you can hear yourself and when yeah. you hear yourself so when you get these negative thoughts maybe about your body for instance hear yourself it's like you said before oh you wouldn't say that to your best friend okay so if i think Oh, I um, oh, I hate how my arms looking today. I can hear if I say that out loud. I'm like, why? Why does that matter? Why am mm. I gonna let my day be ruined yeah. because I yeah. don't like how my arms? Are. You can hear yourself, and you literally check in with yourself. And for me, it puts me right back in line. I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah, move along. I think when you and hear then, yourself out loud, yeah. like, you're like, fucking hell, is that what's going on in my brain? Yeah, right absolutely. Now? Yeah. Or even so, like you know, when you vent to a partner or, or something, and something's like really, or you're anxious and worried about something, you talk to a friend about it, and you immediately feel better. Yeah. yeah. Well, save, you know, save, save your people sometimes. And just <laughs> yourself, absolutely. Yeah. So being alone, building a relationship, I think mm. is like really key. And you can, you will do that for the rest of your life. I yeah. think it's also extremely important to note when it comes to self-love and self-acceptance, it's not a destination. Yeah. People aren't self-loving. People yeah. aren't yeah. self-accepting. You will be in this journey for mm. the rest of your life. And 100%. if you can't accept that, don't start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but like it's, I think when people say like, oh, she loves herself. I'm like, yeah, but someday she doesn't. Yeah, and yeah. that's so okay. That is a part of part of it. The yeah. the mission here. Yeah. Um. Another big, I think, another big pivotal step for me in my journey was when I started masturbating as well. For me, I that brought on a lot of independence. That a lot brought on. I didn't need to rely on men for pleasure. <laughs> I didn't. Um. It felt very powerful and felt very confident. So yeah, I think that learning about your body, not being scared of it, um, 
and being like, yeah, liberated by it. Yeah. I think there's another huge step in my learning blocks over my you know mm. the last decade that have definitely really helped. Um, and I don't think women talk about that enough. No, no. I was literally going to say like, you probably wouldn't have spoken about that, that on a podcast five years ago. Like it's oh my just God, even no. now, like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's so like, it's so hush hush, yeah. taboo subject. Yeah. But sorry, but boys talk about wanking all the exactly. time. Exactly. Like even when you're like younger at school, it's like spoken about with guys. But yeah. Like with girls, it's yes. It's because it's, taboo. it's supposed to be something that's sacred and special yeah. and intimate between us and a partner. Mm. No, you there's to shame. It's yeah. so, so much shame. shame. 100%. So much shame. Yeah. So much shame. And that's why I do talk about it so much is because, mm. you know, my mom at 15 told me to start masturbating. My mom's very sex positive yeah. for listeners. She's just the coolest person in the world. Get a line. Bring a line. And um, yeah. And, you know, but I didn't start masturbating. I think my mom. So I broke up with my first boyfriend. She comes to my room. She's like, take my credit card. Buy a dildo. No um, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, vape, my God. Because I was smoking at the time. She was like, buy a vape and a dildo. And I, oh and I did. God. And I didn't touch it for a year. Mm. And then I started it and I got scared by it. I was like, no, no, no. So I was probably about 20 when I first started masturbating. And, oh, I just felt so annoyed I didn't start early. And now all my girlfriends are say, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they, give, they, they um, you know, gift you dildos and stuff like that. But I, I used to shame it. Like, I remember mm. girls in school that used to masturbate. And I wouldn't like directly shame them, but I'd be like, oh, that's a bit weird. You know, there's that internalized yeah. shame. Yeah. And that is actually why I talk about it because I forgive that person who I used to be and be like, yeah. I was so closed off to it. Even if my mother was positive about it, mm. my older siblings were like, ew, no, because they had like, you know, not not that it's their fault at all, but they had long term partners. So when mm. my mum would bring it up, they'd be like, oh my God, don't do that because they were actually getting shagged. <laughs> um, I wasn't. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of a sexual spiritual sense mm. that really brought on a lot of confidence wow. i used to have to rely on men for pleasure Do and you... i removed that ache fucking love this. <laughs> and i felt yeah really powerful so that was another big pivotal step in reflection to to my journey do as you well. think that that was like a big personal thing for you that you almost felt like you needed to overcome because that like for me I obviously I did feel the shame and I did feel yeah. the embarrassment, but it didn't go into my twenties. Like I was over that by the time I was eighteen, and I was okay mm. with it. As soon as you get in, I fly in English school system. If you, the GCSE, the summer between GCSEs and A levels is so fucking weird <laughs> yeah. because you have that summer. If you've had fucking sex and you're only doing GCSE, mm. yeah, it's like, yeah, you're a fucking whore. That's yeah, what you're say. But if you haven't had sex by the time you start your A levels, mm-hmm. it's your your frigid. Yeah, and yeah. it's that summer in between of like that month and a half, two yeah. months. In, sorry, in England it's so fucking weird. You only get a six week summer holiday because in Ireland you get twelve. Oh my god, you get twelve week summer holiday. Three months. Well, that sounds a bit more reasonable because yeah. I feel like Ireland is yeah. a bit extreme. But six weeks, like we don't even get sun for six weeks in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, beside the point, I totally digress. But you're um, talking about masturbation or actual intercourse? Um, a bit of both, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. more intercourse, but, yeah. but 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 when as soon as that almost became normalized, I mm. my relationship with masturbation was that's normal now for me. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that was your they tip. went hand yeah. in hand yeah. for me, and I never went on a journey where I felt like I needed to. Mm-hmm overcome that or I needed to learn how to have that acceptance and to you know dismiss that shame I never I've never had that journey so it's really interesting and fascinating that that's almost been like a really pivotal part of your self-love journey because also it's important to note I only got my period at 17 so I I developed later as well Mm -hmm. which I think is like a part of it yeah Yeah. um but yeah I, I was like sexually active but I hadn't entered 
oh, I could do this myself. You know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. I also generally think when you do masturbate and understand what you're like, are you clit stimulated? Are you vaginal in- stimulated? Mm. Like when you actually understand your body, your sex life gets way yeah. better as well. Oh so my like God, I, yeah. <laughs> even if I had the people around me, you're like, do it, do it. There was, there was a fear for me. And I, you know, I've analyzed it a lot. I don't really know where that's from, probably societal. Mm. Um, and not wanting to like, uh, to to build that relationship with myself in that mm. kind of way. Um, but yeah, I think for me that was, because of maybe because I was older, I did see it so more pivotal because I didn't do it when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Obviously wasn't sexually active. That's yeah. amazing. All it's, my hormones hadn't really kicked, 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 kicked in. <laughs> it's amazing that you've gotten to this place now where, you know, through taking action on the things that were things that once held you back you now mm. feel more empowered by them than oh, yeah. anything else right and mm. then i think that's one of the the biggest things is for, the, for you guys listening like there may be some aspects to your life maybe some issues that you have with your body image or whatever it is that right now like really hold you back mm. and they really get you down and you would even consider yourself you know going towards your lowest and deepest places because mm. of these things but what's the most incredible thing about this journey that you're embarking on is actually once you start working your way through that and you get past mm. a certain stage they become the exact things that make you feel the most confident yeah. in yourself and I think that that's such a beautiful thing about this journey as mm. a whole because like well like I said earlier the fact that I was so insecure and hated my thighs and my lower body as much as I did growing up to where I am now and I think that's one of the most sexiest features that I have is Mm. my wide hips and for that narrative to completely do 180 and for that to happen with you with your relationship with masturbation with your relationship with your alone time Mm. like to have a complete 180 is just incredible actually it's funny you were talking about alone time because we're doing whole episode talking about being alone and learning how to spend time alone because for me that's actually something i didn't learn until like two years ago yeah like, I'm li- i was during COVID. yeah yeah COVID, yeah like, like forced to spend time alone yeah literally forced you had no choice yeah yeah i was on my own for i think it was three months in total in a flat in york oh my god and it was the first time yeah my flatmate moved home which is completely fair but it was the first time i'd ever been on my own for like a period longer than probably four days. Yeah. And I I really struggled. <laughs> um I like I had an eating disorder since I was fourteen and I thought I'd kind of got over that, but literally the shift from spending time on my own to a month later being like deep into an eating disorder yeah. and exacerbated running it. for the wrong reasons and like just like yeah, the mental shift from being forced to spend time on my own was mm. crazy. And I was like, you know what, I need to this is this is it now. Like I've, I'm gonna be on my own for a while. Yeah. COVID's a thing, so I just forced myself to accept that. And mm. don't get me wrong, like it, it was a long process, but I am so Gotta glad that that happened. Credit as well. Like, the world was in like a shit show. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah exactly. Was, like, it wasn't just like you're trapped indoors. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it wasn't. There just was me. a lot of external fear. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. That would have definitely connotated to yeah. how you were feeling. And, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And I think because I hadn't learned to be on my own or like. You know, it, and again, like this completely strange situation, COVID. Mm. But yeah, like I'm a different person now that I've had those three months on my own in a flat and like being mm. only being, being able to go outside for an hour a day. Yeah, you <laughs> so, break to yeah, build. It was one of the best things that mm. has ever happened to me in reflection. Like I wouldn't yeah. choose to have done it yeah. if you'd have asked me at the time. Oh God, no. But like in but terms of- It probably would have been the worst thing. That yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> the growth, yeah. Yeah, like when I come home now to the flat and if my boyfriend Dom isn't there, I'm like, hello flat. Like I come <laughs> in, I'm like- You fucking love my... it now, I yeah, bet. Yeah, I love it. It's I mean, so... I love it when he's there. 
up. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. nice having him aside. To myself. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I think it's what you've just said, break to build. And mm. that, I think just that relates to everything in mm. life. Yeah. Everything. 100%. But especially your relationship with yourself. Because you will never have the push to to make you step out of your comfort zone like you yeah. did with okay I'm just gonna face it now and I'm yeah. just gonna learn how to enjoy my alone yeah. time learn how to make the most of this you will never have had that push if it wasn't something that was breaking you yeah. to begin mm-hmm. with exactly. it wasn't something that was making you so ungodly uncomfortable yeah. to begin with and I think it's so important to go through your mm. your dark days mm-hmm. to go through those yeah, deep completely. deep moments and get frustrated i think is a major yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. that's so true feel, feel yeah. the emotions like when you're alone like, you fed up yeah fed up exactly you have to like, sit there yeah and you feel it yeah. you've got to feel and you know it's it always reminds me of people you, you you'd hear people say and they still do oh gosh like He's so funny. He's so lovely. She's so f- funny. She's so lovely. They're so confident. Like, mm. I wish I had their confidence. It's always the nicest, the kindest, the most confident people with genuine confidence that have gone through the shittest yeah. times. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. why they've got that. As, and, like, yeah. no one's a stranger to the actual phrase that I've just muddled up. No <laughs> one's a stranger to it, right? Yeah. Because you you know through your own life experience that's mm. so fucking yeah. true. The happiest people have been through the worst. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's the phrase I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And I always... And even in comedians, I used to, you know, run in those circles. And yeah. It's like, they've had some hectic yeah. lives. Some yeah. of the saddest but you'd have, Yeah, you'd have no idea. But, but that is healing that is their thing yeah. so yeah it, it's you see both sides of it yeah and to put it. this into perspective like think about uh robin williams mm. when he passed away yeah. how distraught everybody was and mm. surprised yeah. as like the public we were about his passing but he and the reason because we were so surprised is because of the face that was shown to mm. us he was calling you know? the happiest man in the world yeah, yeah the happiest exactly. man in the world and he felt mm. as bad as he felt to go through with what he did yeah. and the fact that that is so widely known, mm. like apply that to your everyday life. Like mm. a- ask your happy friends if they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yeah. your chatty friends, you know, if they want to sit in silence for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> apply this, like understand what that psych, psych is behind what's going on here mm. and speak to the people around you, but yeah. also speak to yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. Speak to yourself exactly. about it. Figure out what's going on with you. Like mm. I definitely feel sometimes like the pressure to show up I'm, I'm known in my family let alone like a, a, amongst my friends as well but to be like the chatty bubbly one I've always been known to yeah. be like that yeah. Loki had ADHD growing up and no one fucking knew so <laughs> that's yeah, why <laughs> that's fucking why but for me to constantly show up at family events and to feel like I needed to almost put on like mm. this betrayal of like I'm really happy I'm really chatty I'm really bubbly to feel that pressure at like fucking 8 or 12 years old is yeah. ridiculous but now I've gotten older people are like are you okay like you don't really seem yourself actually this is me being is myself yourself. like yeah. I have those days where I've got loads of energy and I'm mm. pent up and I'm ready to go and I you know I'll steal the show and I'll do whatever <laughs> but I also have days where I actually want I'm tired yeah, like, yeah, I just yeah. want to sit Super here sick. maybe yeah. I'm not even tired maybe I just want to sit yeah <laughs> I just want to sit here and absorb. Important to note here as well, when we're talking about like journeys, is that you have many versions of yourself. Mm, Like you have levels of yourself, you Mm. can even call it, but also chapters. Like for me, I'm in a different chapter to I was last year. Eras, we call it our eras. Eras, (laughs) T-swizzle, we're here, honey. Um, But yeah, so like for me, this version of myself, Mm. I actually find a little bit more unfamiliar than my previous ones. 
because she yeah. is a little bit different because I yeah. am growing up. I am evolving. And instead of finding shame in that or disappointment of like, oh my God, I'm getting older. I'm becoming an adult. I'm like thinking about things differently. I mean, other things stress me that, you know, yeah. a year or two ago. Didn't. She, yeah. she didn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's, it's also being okay with that version of yeah. yourself. Yeah. Even if sometimes she feels unfamiliar. I think is also a, a very important thing to note when it comes to self-love and self-journey. Yes, you have different levels of yourself. You have mm. different modes, you can also call it, but also you have different chapters. Yeah. And it's okay if you're not in a great chapter or, or if you're feeling, you know, this is your best chapter yet. But like, yeah. you know, that seasons happen. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is a major part of acceptance. Mm. Do you not think it's so obvious why you feel unfamiliar? Because this is the only version of yourself that you don't know how Still this Still got to get to know her. Yeah, yeah. you don't know how yeah. this is going to pan out. You don't know mm. how these decisions are going to impact you long run. Mm. So much easier to feel more familiar with past selves because yeah. you can reflect and you know how mm. how that went. Yeah. You know what, what the end of that journey is. So actually something I really struggle with when I'm showing up online mm. is sometimes I f like stay away and I like kind of shy away from sharing certain things mm. because I don't know like how this new hobby is going to go I don't know how yeah. this new like I don't yeah. know how this is going to go and that almost the fear caused me you. a bit of a yeah, yeah. it causes me fear because mm. I don't know how it's going to go but I find it so easy to talk about things that have happened previously yeah. and do it with you know real conviction real excitement mm. genuine like I guess excitement like this is the word yeah. genuine excitement for it but because you can do it blindfolded and you I, know it exactly yeah. and I know yeah. it but there's a real fear when it comes to not knowing what's next mm -hmm. yeah. and I think but that's the beauty of life like being yeah. present in that moment and not knowing what's coming next yeah. it's fucking gorgeous it. yeah. like that's so beautiful and yeah I, I could talk about this for ages <laughs> but we're really digressing here um, what, what are some of your tips for like mm. self-love or what are, what are some tools that you found that have really helped it kind of goes back to you know what you're saying about speak like how would you speak to your best friend yeah mm. i did uh like a confidence course my boyfriend's sister is an amazing therapist for eating disorders she's like she's great um and she did a confidence course and on there they spoke a lot about speaking to your inner child yeah and speaking to like gotta hail that bitch yeah yes. exactly <laughs> and like it's a really emotional process of like I remember sitting on my bed and she'll like ask you to imagine your you as a child are stood in front of you and think about the state you're in right now and if that child was in that that state how would you speak to them what yeah. advice would you give them would emotional. you go up and give them a hug like honestly I was like sat having a breakdown it's like you imagine going up and giving you as a child a hug and being like this this is coming this is coming but you know you're gonna be okay and it's making me emotional talking no. about it. but you know it's like it's that kind of i think with with the barbie movie as well there's, that's mm, kind of having like a nostalgia. moment of like childhood yeah. and as women like you do grow up look like naive to what you're going to be thrown into like whether it's slimming world or whether it's like looking at your legs like, i was the same as you in pa at school like constantly looking at my legs and thinking they were too big and like really hating my thighs probably until I was like maybe 21 and now I run I'm like no my thighs are great like yeah. I won't be able to run an ultra marathon if my legs these, didn't yeah. work like yeah. they're amazing so like that inner child thing for me is a real switch yeah like a it? real switch yeah um and even when it comes to like food like you know going back yeah exactly food. and like if you if you're hungry like you would if there was a child in front of you that was hungry, you wouldn't deprive that child of food. Yeah. You would give them- Feed yourself. Yeah, exactly. Feed so yourself. 
I do try and frame it in that, but then it kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's a process, and mm. you know, every not every day. I, I don't think Can't about it every day. day. It exactly. Make it fun. You got to lose. Yeah. To, the wins feel a bit better. Exactly. I wouldn't want to win every day. If, no. if someone gave me a, like a little genie, <laughs> genie in a bottle, you want to win every day <laughs> or lose some? I'd yeah. definitely pick lose. But well, yeah, it's character that's what you building, learn from. Hundred yeah, percent. And it's like maybe the, not in the moment. In the moment, <laughs> you're like, oh my god, I don't need this right oh, now. Uh, <laughs> it's like when people say, "Would you rather just experience eternal?" happiness or yeah. would you rather experience every single emotion there is mm, like yeah. you would choose every single most people would choose every single yeah, emotion why would you not want to experience every single emotion that life can mm. bring you has yeah. to offer and it's, it's the so same situation happy you just become numb yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. and so it's you like your, your standard of happiness just yeah. becomes your standard of life yeah. and yeah, you no longer yeah. will feel happy because yeah. that's like the the happiness you once felt that was mm. deemed happiness becomes your norm yeah and that's not you know, that's not your... Yeah, Anyways, exactly. I know, I love that. I think a big part of my personal journey with it has been with my inner child mm. feeling. I did, when I went to Bali, right, a few months ago, guys, I kind of, like, touched on this, but never really went into it because it was a bit of a... I guess it was perhaps too much of a vulnerable experience for me to open up at the time about. But I did some inner child hypnotherapy that's mm. after doing inner child healing for like two three years yeah. with good old Julie and <laughs> I get Julie on the pod I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think she'd like that <laughs> <laughs> I seem to always gravitate towards people that hate putting themselves out there <laughs> which is so funny because I fucking love it um but I long story short I'm a real physical touch person mm. I'm a real like I'm, I'm a visual person I am someone that if I'm with you, like I will, I'm tactile. Yeah, I touch your yeah. shoulder. I let you know yeah. I'm here. That's my way of like expressing love and mm. comfort, and hopefully making you comfortable, kind of thing. And I, when I went under, I I thought, I really thought I was gonna see her. I th- mm. really thought I was gonna see baby Rosie, young mm. Rosie. This is why I had my tattoo. Actually, love her. Aww. When I got through to Aww. to my stage of, I got this last year in Vietnam. Of that was the not the end of an era because it was is the, the rest of my fucking life. But it got to that place where I was like, yeah. I'm so not angry at you anymore. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of what's happened, and I'm so fucking. Oh my god, I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> I'm so proud of you and where yeah. you've come. I love you. Like I love her. I yeah. love younger Rosie so fucking much. She She's my baby. <laughs> and I get to now and I, I had this experience in Bali and I, in my head, really thought I was going to see her because I'm such a visual person, mm. not thinking about who I am actually deep down. And I couldn't see her. And I thought, like, where is she? Like, yeah. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, this isn't happening. And I fucking felt her, like felt her wow. touch. It's giving me the chills. I felt her I touch my this. arm. Yeah. I felt it. I felt it. And there's no one that could ever take that away from yeah. me. Is I felt her. And to feel her touch, oh my God, I've never cried on the body before. But to feel her touch my arm, it almost felt like her almost her validation yeah. that yeah. I like felt like that I needed like to be like, you, like yeah you know, I forgive too you too yeah. yeah because I was so hard on her yeah I yeah so, so angry at yeah. her for so long and now I'm in this place where I'm like yeah you've realized that she did as well as she could with the tools she yeah had. exactly exactly yeah exactly and, and yeah. getting to this place like a lot of people have said it and I, I do you know what I need to to champion myself about this because I always tiptoe around talking about it mm. but I am a different person since I got back from Bali not in terms of who I am I'm still the same Rosie yeah. but I have this 
different level of happiness Deeper. of uh, like self-acceptance of just excitement for life and it's mm. not because I was in an amazing hot country with great beaches I mean that helped <sighs> but I've come home now and I still feel like even on the rainy days like the sun mm. is fucking shining yeah and it's because I think I went through what I went through yeah. with younger Rosie and that experience not necessarily getting hypnotized and going under yeah yeah that will live 100%. with you forever. yeah it's forever. a very ground grounding moment as well yeah, like, yeah. like 100 like everything's still for that moment that's all you can focus on i really got to this place now where if i really think about it i think that meeting her mm. has helped me feel like my body is my home mm. i am my yeah. own home i don't need you know my boyfriend to be my home even though mm. i do refer really to anyone, him as yeah. my home i don't need yeah. anybody i am my own home yeah and i i need to treat my home well you know i, I need to look after really my home realize that it comes a lot of freedom yeah oh yeah a lot, yeah. Of, you just a feel lot of freedom yeah. yeah you stop overthinking the small decisions like yeah. i don't want to go out tonight but i'm gonna because i'm mm. gonna feel bad on my friend like the little shit like that goes so fucking long yeah like, it goes such a long mm. way it's when you start making those decisions that you know you might go through a period where you do become genuinely a little bit selfish mm. i think that's fucking great yeah be as selfish as I'm you want to be yeah. Selfish. 100%. yeah it took me a long time to get to that stage of yeah. like making decisions because I want to and not to please people. Please but I think that kind of goes back to a lot of the stuff we've spoken about today is like the comparison or feeling like you Societal need to be something that you're not that you necessarily are. Yeah, exactly. You you're doing it for others. Box. Yeah, yeah. You need to exactly. do it for yourself. Yeah, because yeah. really when you think about if you want to change the way your body looks, I don't really... Like I can't really see what my face looks like unless I look in a mirror. You're doing it for what other people can see. Yeah. But I think when I realised that they don't care what I look like. Or like, you know, if I'm on a run and I feel self-conscious, I'm like, they don't care. They're driving to work. Like they're not, yeah. you know. Honestly, like, I'm, all people see I'm trying to remind running. myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're on a run. That's great. Or like, you know, that's all they're thinking. It's because we're like, so internalized. Yeah, exactly. We're so, and as soon as you start external, like looking to the external, to the world around you, you realize not how insignificant you are cause you're very fucking important <laughs> honey but how small mm. your bubble is and mm. you are so trapped in this bubble of everyone's looking at me everyone's staring yeah i you're not vain for thinking it because we all have gone yeah. through pain. like we all think that way naturally yeah. but no one gives a fuck like yeah. you will notice everything about yourself that someone will look yeah, at you and they wouldn't exactly. have even thought twice when I yeah. have friends that are like in such rabbit holes of like maybe they've done something silly on a drunk night out or whatever mm. and they're like you know hyperventilating I'm like honey I gotta break it to you I haven't even had this conversation with myself like yeah. everyone <laughs> yeah. is so into themselves oh, they yeah. ain't thinking yeah. about you honey no. they don't give yeah, a it's shit exactly. so true. And just because you think about yourself the way you're ruminating about yourself yeah. people mm. are doing the same no. they're not like if they had someone had an issue with you they'd probably tell yeah, you yeah exactly like you you'd know totally about it fine. and yeah. if people don't tell you that's on them that yeah. is that, yeah. that always helps yeah. me to like yeah. sort sort my brain out a little mm. bit if i've done something wrong it's up to them to let me know if they don't yeah. let me know that's on them you there's nothing like yeah if i've done something wrong how can i know unless you tell me so mm. there's no point me sitting down here with beer fear yeah yeah like second guessing <laughs> every single thing i've done it's going to ruin your relationship with alcohol your yeah. relationship with going out like mm. you just got to let it go yeah even your relationship with your friends what did i know the words i don't know i don't know the words we'll get sponsored by frozen yeah sorry you've got a voice babe yeah you got a voice no no if i did i'd be a full triple threat in musical theater i can assure you i am not i wish i pray 
girl, you have. Singer. I'm ignoring you right now. You fucking yeah. do. You fucking do. No, I'm good at some things. That is not. So before we close off for today's episode, guys, um, and before I say my thanks, I just wanted to touch on a couple of ideas, things that did really, really help me with my development into learning to look after myself, love myself and prioritise myself. I think the biggest thing, you know, we have spoken about is the self-acceptance. Um, but my confidence to even get to a place where I was accepting of myself, for me, came from spending time on my own mm-hmm. when I was forced to. I spoke, Even just in our first episode, we were talking about friendships with the girls. I spoke about this so much where... I was put in a situation where I had to spend time because the people that I was like internally relying on weren't showing up. And I was basically in a situation where I had no choice and I was hitting Mm. like rock bottom. Mm. I was in a rut. It was coming out of COVID and I was still feeling so isolated. And I started spending that time on myself, as you guys know, just not even, sorry, on myself, by myself, taking myself, dating myself. That was Mm. a huge thing on my page last couple of years. Buying yourself fucking flowers. That for me was so fucking empowering because mm. I love flowers so yeah. much. Like always waited for someone else to buy yeah. them for me. Yeah. You know when you want flowers. Yeah. You know when you fancy a new bunch. Go out and buy yourself fucking flowers. Mm. For me, um, I think it's just the way that my brain works. A- allow your mind not to fixate on these acts being the solution or being the only the thing. Exercises. You, the exercise, yeah. yeah. Right, so what I would like you guys to do is to practice self-love almost as... I might give you a little bit of imposter syndrome, but go out there and do something that you feel like, maybe I'm not quite ready to do that because it's a little bit out of my comfort zone, but go and try and go and do, because if you do it, I think you'll just show yourself like quite clearly, Mm. this isn't scary, this isn't hard, this is, I'm capable and I can do this for myself. And as soon as I felt reliant on myself and I didn't have to rely on others, I really started working Mm. towards this, right? So today it's wednesday when you're listening to this it's wednesday my dudes go out and buy yourself some flowers today and if for whatever reason you're not buying yourself flowers today take yourself on a date i don't care if it's take yourself in a bath like it doesn't need it doesn't need to be a purchase even like just do anything go for a walk by yourself do something you wouldn't normally do and i think the beginning of this whole journey is just you got to start to learn to not consider others. Yes. Yeah. And you're told your whole life, yeah. honey, whoever's listening to this, <laughs> that you have to consider others. And I'm telling you to not and do something one act a day, mm, five yeah. minutes, 10 minutes, 30, ended up, it will eventually become your whole day. And 100%. you'll live your yeah. life on your own terms. Yeah. Yes. But you got to start small, especially if you're beginning this journey, mm. but stop considering others. That's you're how you're yeah. fine. Yeah. You are a good person. You're a nice person. <laughs> Just because you're not considering someone for one minute doesn't mean you yeah. make. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to make you evil. Hundred mm, percent. And I think that's how you in turn learn to prioritize yourself. Yeah. yeah. There we have it, guys. Well, thank you both so much for joining. Um, This has been my favourite fucking episode to record. (laughs) Like, so, so good. So good. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. It's been a, it's been a big one. I can't lie. Yeah, it's it's been been emotional. Yeah. (laughs) We got two cheers here. We're going to get some ZZs or sushi or something after. So we're cool. We'll have our own debrief. (laughs) But no, it's been great. Um, Imogen, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. And the same to you, Molly. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much 
much for coming on and this will not be the last time I'm dragging you two here <laughs> for sure it was it's been so good so good and guys thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for just tuning in and supporting I really appreciate everything and please do not forget I hate doing this it makes me cringe please do not forget to review us and leave a little little stars I'll let you decide how many stars five stars I say yeah, five. five or don't <laughs> five stars five or don't never coming back <laughs> <laughs> girls where can everybody find you if they want to get some more of you I am Imogen Ivy on Instagram and the at is at Imogen fucking Ivy um, <laughs> spelled I I M O G E N F K I N G I V Y and it will be in the bio yeah? yes it will cool. be in the bio gorgeous um, I'm these girls run on Instagram at these underscore girls underscore run you Sexy. will be seeing a lot of tdr on my instagram Yay. for sure for sure as i slowly maneuver henry towards moving to london in like <laughs> fucking five years <laughs> i'll be there weekly um, but good. actually tgr is do you remember guys i went out for a running with a running group when i was staying in london for that week when i got back from Bali and um, I was staying on my own it was TGR it was actually Molly hey. that reached out and was like hey I saw you're in London this week come for a run and I went for a run that fucking night look yeah, where I it's taken us the now the dedication I looked, loved it look quite straight away I mean I was very excited I was in my running era at the time yeah <laughs> right anyways thank you guys Lovely. so much for listening have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday and if you're listening to this any other day of the week start listening on a Wednesday because it's fun okay <laughs> stay See sexy guys. See, you <laughs> See you later bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>